Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. What a great day to be in church. I mean, every Sunday is a great day to be in church, but today is the day we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. The church was birthed around this event called the resurrection of Jesus. It was after the resurrection of Jesus. It was this event that brought the first century believers together. And it was the resurrection of Jesus, the testimonies from the eyewitnesses to his resurrection that birthed the early church. It it is his resurrection that singles out Christianity from every other religion in the world because Christianity is the only religion where God conquered death. He conquered death. And what happened after that event as the eyewitnesses spoke to the people around them and they shared what they had seen, people embraced the teachings of Jesus and the church continued to grow, so much so that now a third of the world's population are Christian. If Christianity was birthed around the death and resurrection of Jesus, the question has to be asked, why? Why did he do that? What would make someone choose to die for someone else? Why did Jesus die on the cross for humankind? John says it very beautifully in John 15. He says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. It was love that sent Jesus to the cross. It was love that caused him to go through the pain and the suffering on the cross, to go through death, to rise again. It was relentless love. It was a love that never gives up. That is the type of love that caused him to die for each one of us. See, God loves you and me with relentless love. I'm talking about relentless love today. And this relentless love does not discriminate between people. It includes every single person. It includes you today. No matter what's been going on in your life, his love reaches out and wants to touch you. It's the love that touched Hillary in a car accident where she thought, where everyone thought she was dead. His love reached out. His love wants to touch people who have their back turned on him, who aren't interested in him. And his love wants to touch those who are trying to please him by living up to a pre set a set of rules that they think God wants them to live by, that they think God is requiring of them. Two different types of people, both needing God. And we're going to look at a story today of two different types of people, both needing God. And I want to ask you, do you see yourself in either of these two people, these two sons? Our story is from Luke 15, and it's the story of two sons. One was very, very good, and one was very, very bad. They were both lost, and they both needed a revelation 
of the relentless love of God. Luke 15. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now, before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. That's hungry. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have enough food to spare, and here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So here's the first son. He's the, the younger son, and he wanted his inheritance... He wanted to go and live the way he wanted to live. He wanted to have, he, 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 wanted, he didn't want to have to adhere to the rules of the house anymore. He wanted to be his own boss. He wanted to do whatever he wanted to do whenever he wanted to do it. He wanted to be in charge of his own destiny and he wanted to be free. So his father said, okay, no problem. And he gave him his inheritance and off he went. But the problem is he soon found out that what he thought would be freedom wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. And as soon as, he, as, soon as all the money that he had ran out, so did his so-called friends, they also ran out away from him and he was in trouble. I don't know if you can relate today. Do you, do you look at your life and think, well, ah, this, this life, it, it's not all I thought it was going to be. I thought that when I went and did that, that I'd be happy. I thought that, that it would bring me the, the satisfaction and now I'm here and, and I'm not feeling what I thought I'd be feeling. That's what this, this younger, younger son, that's how he felt. He... He's, and one day, the Bible says, he woke up. It actually says he came to his senses while feeding the pigs on a farm. And he realized, wow, what I've done was not right. What I did was not right. It was wrong. And he realized that he needed to make things right between him and his father. The Bible, the Bible tells a story. It says, so he returned home to his father and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. How beautiful is that? Filled with love and compassion, his father ran to his son and he embraced him and he kissed him. And his son said, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house, put it on him, get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and now he's returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. See, I told you God loves parties. 
This part of the story, it paints such a powerful picture. Here we have son who's turned his back on his father who has basically said I don't want anything to do with you I want what you can give me I don't want you give me your money I'm out of here let me paraphrase that for some of you today here we have people who have turned their back on the God who created them and said, I don't want anything to do with you. I want to live my life, my way, in the world you created, but I don't want anything to do with you, so I'm out. Did you notice what the father is doing before the son returns, even as the son is walking? Did you notice? The Bible says that while he was still, the son was still a long way off his father saw him coming he saw him coming you know what that means don't you that while this son who had turned his back on his father he had dissed his father he had said I don't want anything to do with you dad this father's love for his son never wavered every day every single day he watched and he waited And he hoped and he prayed that today would be the day that this precious son of his would return. He'd wake up and think, maybe today's the day. Maybe as I wait today, maybe today will be the day that I'll see him coming. Won't that be the best day? And finally that day came. And when he saw his son, he saw his son, it says, from a long way off. He didn't wait. He didn't wait for his son to get to him. No, he ran. He ran. That was something a a father in those times would never do. He ran to his son and he put his arms out and he embraced him. You know, this is not the picture that people have of Father God. But that is who he is. It is, his, it is the relentless love he has for every person that causes him to wait longingly for every person to turn back to him. If you are far away from him today, he is waiting longingly for you. He is waiting for you to turn back to him. He is waiting and wanting to throw a party for you, just like the father in the story threw a party when his son returned. Will you, turn your back? Will you turn back to him? You know, but this story is not over. This story is not just about one lost son, it's about two lost sons. The younger son was lost in his rejection of God, in his sin, and he turned his back on his father. But the older son, you know, he was also lost. He was just lost in his goodness. He was so proud of his goodness. He was so good. And he was so faithful. And, he, he, and he, he just did everything that... He ticked all the boxes. But he didn't have a relationship with his father. And there are, there are many people in this world who think that all they have to do is live right, be good, do some good deeds, keep the Ten Commandments, and they'll be in the good books with God. What they don't understand is that that type of thinking actually alienates them from God. Their own good deeds. They're relying on their own good works 
to save them. And good works, they're never going to be enough. That's why Jesus came, because our good works, they, they aren't enough. The oldest son, he gets really, really angry. He gets, when his younger brother comes home, and, and his father throws him a party. Luke 15, it says, Meanwhile, the oldest son was in the fields working. Of course he was, because he was a good boy. He was working those fields. He was plowing that land for his dad. And he came home and he was hot and he was dirty and he was tired. And he heard music and dancing in the house, the Bible says. And he asked one of the servants, what's going on? Your brother's back, he was told. And your father has killed the fattened calf. We're celebrating for his safe return. Yay! No. The older brother was angry. He said, no way, I'm not going to that party. He was a party pooper. He was the party pooper in the Bible. The father came out. See, you know what? God's like that. He wouldn't go in, but God came to him. That's what he's like, you know. He sent his son, because that's what he's like. The father came out and begged him. Wow. But he replied, All these years I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after, all he, after squandering all your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. Wow, he's angry. I got nothing. The father said to him, Look, dear son, you've always stayed with me. You've stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. See, he didn't get it. Everything was already his. You wanted a calf? Have a calf. You want a young goat to have a party with? Have a young goat. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead, and he's come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. See, the older brother's perspective is this. I have been so good and I have never disobeyed you, and it hasn't gotten me anywhere. I deserve a party, I deserve a good life, I deserve far, far, far more than what you've done for me. I deserve better. My goodness should count for something. My goodness should mean I get more points. It should mean that I'm in and he's out. My brother has been bad. He's done the wrong thing. And look how you pay him, repay him. It's not fair. That was the older brother. Can you see that he's so proud of how good he's been? How he's always done the right thing and, and how he's never neglected. He said, I've never neglected a command of yours, Father. Can you see that the older son thinks that that's all that matters? There are a lot of religious people who think just like that. But the truth is, religion is not enough. Good deeds are not enough. If you think like this, if you think I love people and I'm good and I pray, so because of those things, God has to bless me. If you think like that, you don't need Jesus because you're trying to be your own saviour. You're saying, I don't need you, Jesus. I've got this sorted by myself. 
Not only that, but, you know, the older son type heart, it, it's always mad. Have you noticed that? It's, it's angry and it's judgmental and it's mad at people. And it's mad that life's not going well when, when I'm the one that's doing the right thing and they're not. Everyone else in my family is doing the, the, the wrong thing and they're happy and I'm not. The reason you're so unhappy is you have this wrong idea about what life is actually about. It's not about you striving and trying so hard to do what you think is right and good. It doesn't get you or me anywhere. It, well, it's a good thing to do. But it doesn't, at the end of the day, that doesn't get us in. We have to lay all that down if we think that that's what life's all about. Because if we think that that's what life is all about, all we have is religion. We need to lay down religion and take up relationship. Because all we have if we live like that is like what the older brother had, and that is religion, and religion won't save us because it can't. We have to realize that he delights in us, that his relentless love that we saw from the Father in the parable we spoke about is the relentless love God has for us. It's the love that gives when we want what only well, he can give us more than, than we want him. That's what the younger son did. He said, I want your money. It's the love that looks and runs when he sees us a long way off. It's the love that, that when we won't come to the party, comes out and says, my son, come on, everything I have is yours. Everything. So we have to lay whatever, whichever side of the equation we're on today. Whether we're the, the young son who wanted to find freedom and left God and found out that freedom wasn't always made up to be. Whether we're that son or whether we're the, the one who's always done the right thing. But I've been striving, I've been working hard for you, God. You know what? He just wants your heart. That's where it starts. It starts with your heart, not with what you do. It's all about relationship. We have to lay all of that down at the cross and look to Jesus and receive his love. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.